It's time to bed out. Welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm Adrian, and on this show we chat about everything food, family, and fun. I'm a scratch cooking wife and mother of two who loves exploring in the kitchen, and I'm here to share ways to make healthy food, especially plants, fun, delicious, and sometimes adventurous for your entire family. So on this episode, we're gonna talk about dipping your toe in the veggie pool. So I have a couple of friends of mine who um, are wanting to just explore eating more veggies. They they don't necessarily wanna make a huge change, but they're interested in it. They've heard a lot about it. They um, maybe have some issues that they want to um, kind of you know, address. And so they ask me, okay, so I want to incorporate more plant-based food options. How do I do that? What are your recommendations? And I have tons of recommendations, but I don't want to overwhelm anyone. And so I figured that I would take this time to kind of share with you some of my initial recommendations for people who are wanting to start on a plant-based journey. This doesn't mean that you're gonna cut out all meat altogether, all dairy, never, ever, ever. You may get to that point, and awesome if you do, but if you don't, even changing, even making some small swaps, um, changing some of your habits, you'll see a huge benefit in that, a huge benefit in your health and other areas when you do that. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. But before I jump into that, I want to um, put in a quick plug for Cooking with Friends. Um, If you uh, have not joined us on Cooking with Friends, you are missing out on lots of laughs and some great recipe ideas that your entire family will enjoy. Cooking with Friends is where my family and I, we get on Facebook Live and we go through an entire recipe start to finish um, cooking it together. My husband is behind the camera, um, but sometimes comes in front of the camera and does random things which if any of you know my husband, you know his middle name is Random. Um, And so he brings all of his personality, which is amazing, um, to the show. But then the Edgelets, my little kids, they come on and they cook. And when you have two children, one mom, one dad, a bunch of food and everything in one space on a live camera, I'm telling you anything can happen and anything does happen. Like I remember one episode that we were doing, um, we might've been making pancakes, I think. I think it was the Santa pancake episode and my daughter just comes and dips her hand in the butter container on camera and I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm doing this in front of the public and you're licking butter. But I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, that's my family and that's my girl. Like, that's what we do. And I think people appreciate seeing that, you know, when when you look at Pinterest and I really don't even know how to even take amazing photographs and how to make things look Pinterest perfect. So if any of y'all are photographers and you wanna work with me, let me know. But I'm not that person. And so when I look at that, I always have to wonder how many takes did it take for them to actually like get that picture that perfect? How many times did they have to move it around and adjust it? Is that really even the real food that they cooked or did they have to put something fake in there to make it that color? Like, 
You never know what happens when you do food photography. Even when you look at cooking shows, um, like I look at the Cooking Channel and Food Network, they edit those shows because it's a show. They have to edit it for time and content and everything. So you never, or you very seldom, I'll say you very seldom get to see what it really looks like for them and what happens. And that's what I show you because I feel like if people want to eat healthier, if they want to incorporate more plants into their diet, there's a lot of questions and a lot of, um, you know, what ifs and I don't know how and I don't even know what that looks like. What do I even do with this ingredient when I get it in my kitchen? And when you break it down live with somebody in your kitchen showing the real deal how it looks, I think it just makes it more of, an, more of a norm and more of an open option for people. You know, it, it takes the perfection out of it because I am so not about perfection. Um, I used to be such a huge perfectionist and it isn't proven to not serve me well in my life. And so I'm all about, tell me the real deal. Tell me what's, you know, what I can expect so that I can control it. And then I can, um, I can kind of make it work for me. Okay, so that's what Cooking with Friends is all about. It's happening October 20th, 2019. So if you're listening to this episode after that date, I'm so sorry, but there will be another one coming up next month because we do it every month. Um, but if you RSVP by October the 12th, you will get access to the ingredient list um, and the equipment that we'll need for that day so that you can actually cook in real time right along with us. Um, if you don't feel like cooking and you just want to laugh at us, we're completely open to that too. And if you can't meet us Sunday, October 20th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time to watch us live, then you can certainly catch the replay. And we'd love to have you on the replay. Okay, so don't miss it. All right, so now let's jump into the content for today. Um, what I wanted to talk about, it is dipping your toe in the veggie pool. Now, when I was trying to think of the, the title, I was trying to like think about, okay, you dip veggies like in dip, like you would take a broccoli and dip it in maybe some ranch. And so I was trying to like dip your toe in the ranch of veggie, like it got really, really weird. So I just, I just kept it simple. So dipping your toe in the veggie pool because that's what people want to do sometimes. They don't necessarily want to go all out. It's too much. They don't want to make major changes. It's too much. And that is okay. But you want to do a few things. You want to try some things. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. So I have, I think, uh, maybe five tips, um, four or five tips. I kind of stopped numbering, but I think I got to four. <laughs> um, four tips on how to actually do this. And and for you and your family, it's going to look very different than it might for somebody else. But these are kind of more so things to think about and things to um, kind of giving you a starting point, okay? And if you have further questions after this and you wanna kind of go deeper or maybe you wanna talk about kind of your personal situation, you can head over to the, the Veg Out podcast page and post your question there. You can also private message me there or you can email me, adrian at veg-out.com, adrian at veg-out.com with your question and I'll be more than happy to kind of work through it with you um, to give you maybe some more specific ideas that would work for you and your family. So tip number one, 
is, are you wanting to be plant-based or are you wanting to be vegan? And I start out by, by saying that because for us, we wanted to incorporate more plants into our diet. It was more about taking the things out of our daily diets that were detrimental to our health, things that we found were negatively impacting our health. Um, and so for us, it wasn't about becoming a vegan. When we first started, if you look at our Facebook page, um, our daughter, you know, we would come on and all of us, but she just kept saying it, you know, our main thing was, all right, we're vegan with no labels. Like we didn't want to label ourselves vegan because there's a negative connotation sometimes. Um, when you put a label on something, it puts it into a box. And we are not a family that lives in a box. We like to do things differently. We like to live on the edge as our name so, you know, depicts. Um, and so for us, it was about incorporating more plants and taking the things out of our of our food that um, that was not serving the things that were not serving us well the things that were making us sick quite honestly um, it wasn't about a cause or it wasn't about um, you know treatment of animals which for some of you it might be um, it wasn't about sustainable practices and all these things and for some of you it might be but for us our personal why was our health and so you have to understand what your why is. Is your why because you want to protect precious, innocent animals? And if it is, that is awesome. And you need to embrace that and you need to always go back to that. Is it to incorporate more vegetables because it's a fad right now? It's a thing right now. Everybody's doing it and you wanna keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. If that's your reason, own it and move forward with that reason. If you have a deeper reason, another reason, something, whatever, you have to identify that and you have to know what it is you want to do. And I say that because if your goal and your objective is not to become a full-fledged, you know, 100% plant-based vegan, then that's gonna take a lot of pressure off of how you do this. Okay. If that is your ultimate goal, not saying that there's going to be a, you know, overwhelming pressure, but you're not going to have as much flexibility kind of going through as, as someone else who that may not be their goal. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, so even if your goal is to completely cut out all animal products, you would probably go through these same steps, but you would just keep going. Okay, you would just keep going once we get to kind of the end of these tips. You would just keep going, keep tapering off, keep, um, you know, kind of incorporating more veggies um, in where meats would have been. Um, but if your goal is to just incorporate more vegetables, make a few changes, then these tips should kind of get you to a place where um, you feel good about that goal. Okay, I hope that makes sense. I hope I didn't offend anyone. I don't ever want to offend because I think it's so easy when you pick a side, when you label, when you do these things, it's so easy to get offended or to be offensive. And I feel like when you talk about embracing what we do here, embracing plant-based adventures, it is all encompassing. It's so inclusive and that is absolutely what we want this to be, okay? So number one is just get clear on your goal. Is it to be plant-based? Is it to add more plants to your diet? Is it to become vegan? What is it that you really want to do? And that's what you ultimately stick with. Tip number two, take your favorite recipes and just make swaps. 
So when when we first started exploring um, a vegan lifestyle, okay, because that's where we started. We started with flat out vegan, and then we were like, okay, there's some times where we don't want to be vegan, or we want to, you know, eat the you know birthday cake at the birthday party or whatever it is. So then we said we're almost vegan, and so now we're to a place where we say we're plant based because we eat mostly plants, and then when we go to that birthday party, we eat that cake guilt free. When we you know see that salmon and it is fresh and it is you know on sale we're gonna eat the salmon you know that's that's how we that's how our family moves okay that's how our family does this so I started out by finding vegan recipes and ways that people were actually incorporating plants into their full recipes now I have to say we still enjoy several of those recipes because they they're they're delicious some of them are really really good others you can tell they've been doing this for years and so it's a little more on the extreme side than where I would prefer to be so I don't use those types of recipes um, but ones that are uh, more mainstream plus the fact that I have kids and so I like to make food that is familiar to them but that pushes their palate a little bit versus going completely over and then them being like I don't even know I don't even recognize anything on my plate you know for kids you kind of have to take baby steps and sometimes for adults you have to take baby steps and make it familiar until then you can you know try something completely new and then they be okay with that um, and so what I found so we've we have been on this plant-based journey this I think is the start of year three so we started in 2017 and then we did it 2017 we kept going 2018 and this is 2019 so yeah I think we're starting our third year of of enjoying mostly a plant-based lifestyle and so when I first started I was completely to the extreme and then now that I've done it for a couple of years I have found the products that I enjoy I found the recipes that I enjoy but one thing that I went back to was I looked in my recipe books for what recipes we truly truly liked and what my staples were and I just started making swaps with those because that's those are the flavors that I enjoyed so the ways that, that those things were seasoned the way that they were flavored the other ingredients that went with it that's what I enjoyed and so just making the swaps so that you're enjoying the plant-based options with that is what we did so for example macaroni and cheese you know I um, because my kids were having macaroni and cheese every week in their lunches I did this veggie based mac and cheese where it had potatoes carrots onions nutritional yeast um, coconut milk you know all of that stuff and you blend it together and it makes this creamy velvety um, you know kind of cheese sauce which is good but it didn't taste like mac and cheese it tasted like macaroni with a creamy sauce which again is fine but for a family who grew up on casserole based baked mac and cheese it wasn't a good swap out taste wise you know it wasn't sustainable for us will I make it again absolutely but for something to say okay we're gonna have it on a regular basis if you're gonna have mac and cheese then you need to have mac and cheese so then I opted to say okay let me make it the same way but instead of 
the dairy instead of the cheese, I'm just gonna use a vegan cheese. You know, so sometimes you kind of have to make that um, make that determination. You know, how plant based is it going to be? How how veggie ish is it going to be? Or am I just going to find a substitute that's going to work, knowing that we're not going to eat it all the time? So when we do eat it, we may as well enjoy it. We may as well really want to eat it when we have it. Another example is hamburger helper. So some, some families may really enjoy eating Hamburger Helper. Um, I actually found a recipe um, to make it myself. I do a lot of stuff from scratch. I love, you know, I look at what's in the box and I'm like, okay, I don't recognize half of those ingredients. Then I go and search for recipes that make that same thing and it turns out 10 times better. So when I say Hamburger Helper, for some, which there's nothing wrong with it, you're thinking the Hamburger Helper that's on the shelf and that example is applicable. For me, Hamburger Helper, I'm referring to the Hamburger Helper from scratch that I used to make with ground turkey. I was trying to do something completely different and really when I said, you know what, let me go back to my recipe for Hamburger Helper. I went back to that recipe, made it the exact same way, used my almond milk instead of regular milk, and I used my meat crumbles instead of you know, lentils and like all these other things that I was trying to put in there. And it is delicious, just as delicious as it used to be. If you are one who picks it up off the shelf, use that, but instead of your ground beef or ground turkey, use meat crumbles. Like that's how you do it. You try to do these, you try to do swap outs little by little, and then eventually you're gonna want to do more. So you start out now with that box of hamburger helper using meat crumbles, and then maybe you get to a point where, where you're like, okay, you know what, I don't wanna do the box, let me find a recipe where I can make something similar to this from scratch using whole food ingredients and none of the preservatives and fillers, that's how you progressively take those steps to being plant-based or incorporating more plants and more food into your diet, more, more whole food into your diet. You don't necessarily, you know, you can do it cold turkey, pardon the pun, turkey, uh, tofurkey, cold tofurkey maybe. <laughs> But you want to try to um, have a, a, a way that you would do it little by little, okay? And that's just an example of a way that you can do that. Some other um, swap outs that you can kind of think of, you can think about your milk and your butter. So if you're making smoothies, instead of using dairy milk and, and, and dairy yogurt or Greek yogurt, use a plant-based yogurt. Um, Kite Hill is a great brand. It tastes wonderful. They have a great um, almond milk yogurt. Um, also, I wanna say Chobani actually has a coconut yogurt now. Um, that's pretty good. Um, Daya, Daya, I still don't know how to say that term. They have um, a Greek yogurt alternative, which is um, which is pretty good. Um, the consistency is there, but the taste is interesting. So you may want to add that to a smoothie if you're going to use that one. Um, but then also Ripple is another brand. Um, I know Ripple is at Target and they have a Greek yogurt alternative. So you just wanna try different plant-based yogurts and make the swap out there, but also with your milk, so almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, um, any of the, I mean, if you go to Publix, you have a whole wall full of milks, macadamia nut milk, walnut milk. I mean, it's a little overwhelming, but if you choose the one or two that you like to go to and you just hone in there whenever you see the wall of milk, then you'll be fine. 
time, you know, and just make those swap outs in your smoothies, make those swap outs in your cereals. If you make a yogurt parfait, swap that yogurt out. So you're not making completely different things. You're just simply making small swaps that are embracing plants. You can still have butter because they make plant-based butter now. Even Country Crock has a vegan butter out now. Um, there's another brand, and I can't think of the name of it, but I saw it at Walmart when I went shopping, and um, they actually have sticks now. So Earth Balance used to be the only one that I would find on a regular basis that would have the tubs as well as the sticks. And now Country Crock has tubs, and there's another brand um, in that butter section that actually has and they're made with avocado oil, with you know um, other other oils as a base, um, versus um, using dairy kind of as the main source. So there are tons of options out there now, and and because this is such um, a popular thing, because there's such major health benefits, and there's research on it companies are getting on the bandwagon and they're realizing that they're losing money by not tapping into the plant-based market. And I probably will do an episode on that, on maybe the food industry or marketing and kind of the, the power of um, our voice when it comes to advocating for more plant-based options. The way that we advocate for this is through our dollars and through how we spend our money and what we buy at the stores. So if you're like, man, I can only find you know this plant-based option at this particular store. Well, that's where you write the store that you most likely go to and you say, I want more of XYZ. If you go to Walmart now, they have a huge plant-based selection of yogurts, of milks, and of um, meat alternatives in their frozen section. Also in their produce section, their tofu, their field roast options, they, um, they have so many things now and it's because they're realizing that people want to buy these and they don't wanna spend premium money to go get it. And so going to a place where you normally go shopping and being able to find some of those things is huge. So be vocal about that too so that you can start finding the things that you want and you need at the places where you're more likely to go. Last swap out I'll talk about is egg and I've talked about it before um, but egg is really really interesting. It's one of those pieces where I mean honestly it's almost irreplaceable because if I make a tofu scramble instead of scrambled eggs, that gives me kind of the, the taste and kind of the texture of egg. But it is, it is different. So you have to get used to it, okay? You have to put your mind, you have to get your mind right and know that it's it's not gonna be the same, but it's gonna fill that, that void, fill that need for a tofu scramble if you do it that way. But if you're baking with it, egg actually has specific chemical properties or is it physics either chemistry or physics i don't know which one but it has properties in there whenever you're mixing it up let's say with muffins that helps that particular item rise so when you are using um, swaps for eggs in baking, that is definitely where you want to find a vegan recipe. Because it is hard sometimes to use a non-vegan recipe and just use a swap out for the egg. Sometimes you can get a good rise out of whatever you're making or the consistency works. 
other times it doesn't. So I would, if I'm making muffins or pancakes or waffles, um, you know, quick breads, anything like that, um, baked goods, I would search specifically for vegan versions of those. So if I wanna make blueberry muffin, search vegan blueberry muffin, find a recipe that has five stars, four out of five stars and you try that recipe versus using a recipe that you've done before and doing a swap out because sometimes it works, other times it, it doesn't come together as well. But I have found success in using um, those recipes and making the dairy swap out. So if you have a recipe that doesn't use eggs but it uses milk and butter, you can definitely use your almond milk and your vegan butter and use that as an option. Now I will say if I'm using whole wheat flour, which oftentimes I'll use a whole wheat flour or a white whole wheat flour as a base um, if I'm making muffins or pancakes or something like that. Um, so if you are using straight up whole wheat flour, I would add a little more liquid. So if it calls for three quarters of a cup milk, I would maybe use a full cup of almond milk the non-dairy milk because you are going to miss some of that um, some of that water content some of the liquid in there because um, it's from a different source so that that's a little tip there um, going back to our egg um, some of the most common swap outs for eggs in baked recipes like baked goods recipes and I've talked about these before but I want to bring them up again is the flax egg flax eggs work very, very well when you're making muffins or you're making um, baked goods that you that are kind of hearty. If you're making a cake or cupcakes, something that is, you know, kind of light and fluffy and the look of it matters. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to say it. The look of it matters. If you're making a yellow cake, you don't necessarily want to use the flax egg because you can see it in there. Okay, there are little specks, little brown specks of flax all over the place whenever you use a ground flax egg. So you do want to be cognizant of that when you are using flax as a substitute. But for example, I make a bangin' bran muffin. It is amazing. Um, my whole family loves it and um, it does work. If you get my drift, <laughs> eating a bran muffin, uh, it does work. Um, but when I make that recipe, that is one recipe that I have been able to swap out the egg for one flax egg and it works perfectly. So that's what I'm saying, like some recipes, you probably just need to try and if it doesn't work well then you may need to um, find a vegan version of that other recipes when you make the swap out you might find that it works very well and when you do that flax egg the recipe for that is one tablespoon of ground flax seeds don't use the whole seeds because those don't even process in your body plus they won't do the same thing here so ground flax seed one tablespoon to three tablespoons of water Stir that up in a little dish and let it sit for about 10 to 15 minutes. It'll get really kind of gelatinous. Um, the whole property of it will change and it'll have the consistency of an egg. And when you're ready to use it, just give it a quick whisk or a quick stir and then just dump it into your batter when you would add your egg. And that's going to um, help bind that recipe, but also something about it, it, especially if you let it sit long enough, it will contribute to that rise factor that eggs do as well. Um, another swap out is a quarter cup of applesauce. 
Um, that works very well. Um, I have found success with that when I use it in um, pancakes or waffles. Um, plus, when you use applesauce in a recipe, some pancake and waffle recipes will ask for sugar. You can oftentimes reduce the sugar almost in half or none. Um, you might need a little bit of sugar, again, with that whole chemical situation that's happening whenever you're mixing things up. Each ingredient has a purpose. But you can tailor a lot of that back or, or scale a lot of that back by using applesauce um, because it has that natural sweetness to it. So that's a really good alternative. The third one that I really enjoy using sometimes, especially if something calls for an egg wash. So if I am, um, you know, uh, taking tofu and you want to put it in, in a little wash and then you put it in flour and then you like fry it, something like that. Um, also doing it with fish, you know, again, because like I said, we're plant-based, we're not completely vegan, we're plant-based, but we eat fish. So if I do that with fish, I'll put it in a quote-unquote egg wash, then you put it in your flour, then you dip it again, and then you put it in your panko or whatever kind of breadcrumbs you're using, and then you bake it or you fry it. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about when I say egg wash. So you could use aquafaba. I love aquafaba. What that is, it is the liquid that is in a chickpea can or if you make chickpeas from scratch like you boil them on the stove it's all of that valuable liquid gold that is in the pot when you're done making your beans you can also use aquafaba you can also use the juice from like white beans and um, cannellini beans but it's gonna have a very beany flavor to it so if you're in a pinch you might try it but um, for me I stick with what I know and and it's using the chickpea juice because it, it, it doesn't taste um, beany, okay? It just, it and it, and it kind of has a weird, I don't want to get too nasty, but kind of like a, almost like a light slime <laughs> texture or consistency, which lets you know that that's probably why you can use it in replacing, in replacement of an egg. Um, what you would do to use it is you would just shake it up, um, shake it up in a jar with a lid on it, or you can whisk it very well until it gets nice and foamy on the top. When you see the foam, you know it's ready to use. And then you would just measure it out a quarter cup at a time. A quarter cup replaces one egg. So the flax egg, you'll notice we've got that one flat, that one tablespoon of flax, three tablespoons water, four tablespoons equals a, a quarter of a cup. For the applesauce, it's a quarter of a cup applesauce for your aquafaba it's a quarter of a cup aquafaba all of that replaces one egg so those are some good swap outs all right so that's that's the second tip is to find your favorite recipes and just make some swaps okay instead of trying to go to the extreme and look up vegan recipes for everything eventually you may get there but let's start with the swap outs tip number three choose veggie options on menus when you go out to eat so that's a great way to do it. If you don't want to do it at home, then go to a restaurant where you know you enjoy the food that they make and choose a veggie option. So if it's Mexican and you know you love the way that they make their quesadillas, you know the way that you, you, know you love the fajitas, then try just doing the fajitas with no meat or the quesadillas with just veggies. 
try to make those little swaps on the menu. I went out to eat um, with um, a colleague of mine to a restaurant in Sumter called, I think it's called Hamptons. It's so nice. They have a bakery where they're like making things right in front of your face while you're eating the food. So you have no choice but to order dessert. And he ordered, I can't even remember what he ordered, but I asked if they had anything that didn't have meat or dairy and he's like well we have vegetarian options but they use butter in the place and I was like well could you like make a pasta dish that just had veggies and olive oil and he's like let me see what we can do he brought that thing out it was one of the best restaurant dishes I have ever had ever because the chef was challenged enough to make something new without using butter without using milk without using cream and it was so fresh and it was so good. So a lot of times you're gonna get the benefit from doing that by ordering plant-based options off of your menus um, and discover things that you really didn't even know that you really did like. Um, so that would be my third tip on um, kind of dipping your toe into this veggie pool is to go for veggie options on the menus. Number four, just do it. I hear a lot of times people say, well, you know, I could eat that, but my kids would never, or I could eat that, but my husband wouldn't, or vice versa. To me, my philosophy is, especially when it comes to kids. Now, adults, we might be a little different, but with kids, when they get hungry enough, they're gonna eat what's in front of them. They're gonna eat something. You know, I give my daughter a lot of snacks sometimes, and then when it comes time for dinner, she won't even pick up her fork to even eat it, even when it's something as reliable as spaghetti. But when I don't give her as many snacks before her meal, she has a tendency to eat more of what is on her plate without complaint. That's the key, without complaint, okay? You don't wanna force it down their throats, but you want them to try it because they might like it. And that's what I always say, try it. You might like it, you never know. And even the things that they didn't like before, give it a couple of weeks. If it's in your meal rotation, if you listen to my meal plan episode, I talk about rotating those menu options. If you're rotating it back into your meal um, for a particular week, try it again because their taste buds evolve, the taste buds change. And maybe even the way that you prepared that ingredient might have changed. So just put it on the table and just make a stand, just take a stand and say, you know what? We are not going to eat X, Y, Z. We are going to incorporate more veggies, more plants, more whole grains, more whatever into what we're doing. And here is the amazing meal that I have prepared for you. I hope that you enjoy it. Sometimes you just have to take a stand and sometimes you have to make it a thing. So um, again, I'm not all about labels, but sometimes you have to label um, the experience. So you can label it Meatless Mondays. I mean, that's popular, a huge website. There's a Facebook group for that. So you could say every Monday, we're gonna, we're gonna enjoy um, a meatless option, okay? You could do that. And if that's a thing, then, then your family kind of has in their mind and they'll know, okay, every Monday we're gonna try a vegetarian dish or a plant-based dish, and they know that it's coming. Another option is that you could be a part-time veg head, okay? You could say, all right, so, <laughs> so side note, my daughter just came in and I'm like, come on in, just be quiet. And then when I say part-time veg head, she like points to her head because <laughs> we are veg heads. Um, but you could be a part-time veg head and you could just say, you know what, most of the time I'm gonna, you know, 
eat veggies and then I'm just gonna get meat whenever I want to. You could do that. Or you could say that you're vegan during the week and eat plant-based, eat vegan during the week, but on your weekends, you have flexibility. For us, for our family, we, again, we don't like labels, so we say we're almost vegan because we like to eat birthday cake at birthday parties. We like to go to baby showers and have the little theme-based treats that somebody came up with. You know, major life events happen and we wanna celebrate too, you know? And depending on what it is, we might make a stand. Now, if there's a beef carving station, I'm probably not, probably not gonna go for the beef carving station. But if they have a little, you know, pasta Alfredo with some broccoli, I might enjoy that, you know? So I make my decisions here and there, but I don't cut things completely out of my life because I've, I have found that when I say no, when I say I am, I am cutting out X, Y, Z, that makes me want it even more. But when I say I'm gonna incorporate more of blah, 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 my stomach only has so much room. So if I'm gonna incorporate more veggies, more whole grains, more fruits, more beans, more lentils, more good, wholesome, plant-based foods into my diet, I don't have a lot of room left for some of those other things that might not be as good, okay? So sometimes the, the vernacular that you use, the, the verbiage that you use helps, okay? So, so sometimes you have to make it a thing. Decide what thing you're gonna make it and stick with it. For us, like I said, we eat mostly plant-based and then we enjoy seafood, sustainable seafood. There are some, we do have limits. There's some fish we do not eat. There's some seafood we do not eat. But for the most part, you can almost bank tuna and salmon. We are on board. Um, you know, wild caught, um, fresh fish, you know, we love that. My husband grew up with uncles who went fishing and would bring the fish in and distribute it out to the family. That's part of our family culture that is healthy, it is sustainable, and it is valuable, you know, to us. To others, they wouldn't they wouldn't even go there. But for us and for our family, that's what we do. And so there actually is a term for that. It's called Segan, like seafood and vegan. But yet again, I'm just like, there's a label for everything. So if you want if you need a label, if you need something to call it, it's called Segan. But for us, we just say we're plant-based plus fish. Like we eat plant-based, but we like fish. <laughs> all right, so going back to kind of that first, those are all the four tips that I have, but I just wanted to revisit that first tip that I had for you. You have to know the benefits and you have to know why you want to do this because if it's just because you read an article about it in a magazine, it's not gonna stick. But if there's something going on in your health, something going on possibly in your budget, something going on that is making you want to do this, you have to get clear about that and you have to make sure that you understand what it is because when it gets hard, you have to go back to that why. So for us, our why was health related. My husband's cholesterol level, which was genetic, not anything, you know, not because we were eating bad quote unquote foods, it was because genetically he had high cholesterol. So to not contribute to that because cholesterol is only found in animal products, y'all, we cut out all animal products. 
With my son, it was because he had a hard time breathing when he would eat cheese and dairy. So we cut that out because I want my son to breathe. It's little things like that that caused us to make the change. So you have to understand why you're actually making that change. And when it gets hard, you have to go back to that. We went to a birthday party yesterday and they served pizza. And my kids are like, can we have it? Can we have it? And I had the conversation with my son. I said, well, how are you going to feel if you eat this pizza, if you eat the cheese? Because usually when there's pizza, we peel the cheese off and we enjoy the crust with the sauce, which actually is kind of good. Um, and he's like, I think I'm going to be okay. I don't think I'm going to get sick this time. I said, well, you know what? You can't control that. Your body can only control that. So I'm going to let you make the decision because you're old enough now. He's nine. You're old enough to make that decision for yourself. And guess what, y'all? He ate that pizza. He ate that cheese. And I just sat aside. I didn't say anything. And guess what, y'all? About 30 minutes to 45 minutes later, he was in the bathroom on the toilet. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of those things where I'm like, all right, I will come with you and I will be there to support you because I am your mother and I am going to resist the urge to say, I told you so. <laughs> but sometimes we have to learn things for ourselves. And that happens to my husband and I all the time. You know, I remember we had this pizza because we had a free coupon for a free large pizza and we tore it up. And no sooner did we finish that pizza where we doubled over in pain in stomach cramps because of that pizza. I mean, it was awful. And so you have to sometimes let yourself have that experience and then go back and say, okay, what do I need to do differently here? I didn't make the best decision and we're going to uh, stick to the plan from now on, okay? But also some other benefits, if you don't have those specific health reasons or those reasons, maybe the benefits will motivate you. So one, it reduces the risk of heart disease and certain types of cancers or the reoccurrence, the relapse of certain types of cancers incorporating like taking animal products out of your diet and incorporating more plants does that y'all secondly it reduces the risk of obesity um, putting whole foods into your body more plant-based whole foods into your body reduces the risk of obesity again as I said it reduces um, the occurrence of cholesterol or your risk for high cholesterol of that bad cholesterol because again cholesterol is only found in animal based products lowers your risk of diabetes, especially if you're um, not only embracing um, produce, but if you're doing whole grains into your diet. It lowers your glycemic index and the way that your body processes that insulin coming in. And so it lowers your risk of diabetes. Um, there are several anti-inflammatory properties to eating a plant-based diet. If you have diabetes, I'm, I'm sorry, not diabetes, if you have arthritis, um, if you have uh, other issues in your body, um, fibromyalgia is another one that this actually making these changes will prove, has proven to show um, positive results. Um, Breathing issues, as I mentioned, my son would get congested and have hard and have a hard time breathing. Dairy actually stimulates mucus production. So if you think about what's in your lungs, it's mucus because you need mucus in your body. But when you have too much of it, is when it becomes a problem. And so when you're producing too much of that, 
um, especially at the times when maybe the weather is changing and your allergies are, you know, going in full swing, or you may already have a cold and then you drink some milk and that just makes it worse. Um, cutting some of that stuff out sometimes, you'll see a positive change in that. And finally, your brain development and your cognitive function. Sometimes when you cut some of those things out, more plants, you start to think clearer and you can process information better. You have a better chance at remembering new information and being able to draw, um, draw from those new memories. So there's tons of benefits that you can draw from when it comes to um, incorporating more plants into your diet if you don't have those baseline health issues as a driver. So it's just a matter of identifying those and remembering them, okay? So just remember, when it comes to your family and it comes to you eating healthy, it's not about perfection. It's about making small steps and making small changes and replacing the mindset of, I am letting go of all of these things that I love, switching that over to say, there's a whole gamut of things that I haven't even tried yet that I know I'm going to enjoy. Okay, so when you do that, it's not about perfection or falling into a label or a category. It's about taking those small steps and knowing that you're doing something great for you and your family. Okay, everyone, it's joke time. It is my favorite time of the episode. And I'm here with my daughter, Layla, because she woke up early and she's like waving at the phone like you can actually see her. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, Layla, are you ready for today's joke? Why did the grape, why did the grape cross the road? No, what? No, no, no. Why did the grape stop in the middle of the road? Okay, try it again. Why did the grape stop in the middle of the road? Why? Because it ran out of juice. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that one as much as we did. And thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Find us on Facebook at Veg Out Chat to keep the conversation going. And join us next time. But until then, go rock some plant-based adventures. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>